They call me Mr. Preston. They call me Cash Isnit. They call me the Southside Player. They call me LA Cash. They call me Never Broke from the Noke. They call me Big LA. Big Silly. Big Money. Big Billy. Hiya, hiya, hiya. Welcome, everyone. To the podcast, I am your host, L.A. Preston. It is the ninth dollar. That's right, nine dollars. Nine episodes that I have done for this podcast. And I am so far behind. Reason why I'm so far behind is because I thought I already did this episode. I already thought I did what I was doing a couple weeks ago. No. No. You thought. And that's what I do. I sit here and I stand and I stand or sit, whatever. And I just think I did something and I really didn't. You ever sit there and you're going over some stuff and you're like, yeah, that was this and this, this. You're acting like you're in an interview. You're acting like that you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then you find out later on, oh, man, I didn't hit the record button or that was just practice. And this is what happened to me. I was just I thought I did the freaking episode and I had and I didn't. So I'm a I think I'm a couple weeks behind. I think I should have did a episode the Sunday before this past Sunday. And I have been doing an episode this Sunday. That's all right, though, man. I'll catch up. I would do some catching up. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you y'all for being here, man. I appreciate all these people that are listening now, man. It, it got it was real slow in the beginning. It really was. But now it's it's picking up a little bit. And not only that, I am now noticing that there are people who I thought would never listen to my podcast actually listens to it. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I got this person listening to my podcast. Alright, alright. Alright, I can, I can, I can, you know, thank you, thank you, that's all I say, thank you. And, I mean, it's, it's a blessing, man. I don't care if it's one, I always told people, I don't care if it's one person listening. If that one person is saying, yo, man, I miss your podcast, or I need you to put, be on, I need you to do a podcast, I would do it. I would do it for just one person, because if you're doing it for one person, that means you're not doing it for nothing. Now, of course, you know, I'm doing it for myself, you know, because some things I don't, I don't want to have things built in my, in, in my body, built in my chest. You know what I'm saying? You, you know how people say, don't let it build up because one day somebody's going to just walk by you and say hi to you. And then you're just going to cuss them out. Knowing daggone well, that is not the person you want to cuss out. So that's why I don't let things build up. And that's why I got this platform in case I got something I, I want to get off my chest. I get it off my chest. And that's why I love doing this this podcast and I love going on Twitch and doing playing my blackjack. I love doing my comedy. It's just stuff that I can just get out there, you know? Just get it out in the uh, world. See what happens. And a couple weeks ago, I actually went I, What is exactly is a tour 
I I see people talking about they on tour or they're going to be on tour or these people are. Uh, I, I saw something saying national touring comedian. I'm like, this person ain't nationally touring. What what what? The Noke? What what? Can you what what exactly is a tour? Do you is that touring one city, two cities, three? I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's not even that. I know what it is. It's just that people are trying to hype their show up so people will go. That's all it is. I understand. That's like I understand people who sit there and they say they've done, oh, they've done Comedy Central. They've done, well, I don't know, Bad Boys of Comedy. They've done... They've been in this movie. They've been uh, they done this and they done that. I understand that. You want to get hype and get what, you know, get this person high. Yo, this is what I've done. I, I am the best. This is what, and it's like D.L. Hewley said, it's not what you done, it's what you do. It's like, okay, you did Comedy Central. You done this, but I mean, come to think about it, who who hasn't? I mean, if you get in this game, and if you know the right people, and if you do the right things, you can actually get a Comedy Central special. You can appear on Comedy Central. It's not hard to be on Comedy Central if you're willing to do what needs to be done. If you got to go to New York and live there and do these shows for nothing but keep coming back and getting better sooner or later you're gonna get a comedy central special if you go to la and play the fill no no you got to do what you got to do let's be honest do what you got to do you're gonna get yourself a comedy special you know i mean that's good that's y'all y'all have done that but i'm more focused on the people that are doing something right now that what what what, are you, what have you done what that Janis Jackson song? What have you done for me lately? That's what I'm talking about. What have you done? There are so many people that can sit here and say, I appeared on what? Deaf Comedy Jam. I appeared on P. Diddy's. It's like, yeah, but they're, they're not even there. That was then. They're not there now. What are you doing now? Oh, you know, I'm just, you know, doing open mics around my city. <laughs> you know, I mean... Anyway, man, had to, see, like I said, I had to get get that off my chest, man. Like, all right, good, good, good for y'all, good for y'all. Now, what I I don't know, so I don't know if I was on tour, but I went through five cities, three states in one week. I don't I don't know if that's a tour, that's a mini tour. I don't know what it is. It was a fun time, though. I started out on Tuesday. I went to this place called Babo's. Babo's Lounge. And I'm going to be I'm be honest. I was scared at first. And the reason why I was scared at first, because I was there on Tuesday, and there was a shooting on Saturday night. Yeah. I'm supposed to be, you know, that's the Saturday night, Sunday morning. So that's like only a two days, two days 
before I was supposed to perform at Babel's Lounge, there was a shooting. <laughs> and it was already, uh, if, if y'all haven't seen the video of the, the video of Tweaking Tuesday with Deontay Bailey, you can look at it and think, oh, oh yeah, it's going to be that kind of show. And so, when I heard it was a shooting, I was nervous. Yes, I admit, I'm not afraid to admit it. I was nervous. I called, I, I messaged Dante and be like, hey, man, it was a shooting a couple weeks ago. And this dude acted like it was no big deal. Yeah, there was. Man. I'm like, what? Do I need security? Do you have security? What's going on? And he insured me. It was like, it was a separate incident. It could have happened anywhere, which I understood. Like, if somebody's walking by and they get in an argument in front of a church or something and shots happen to fire and, you know, that doesn't mean the church is bad. It just happened. Two people were happened to be arguing in front of a church at that time. I understand. Okay, cool. And I haven't heard anything else about Babel's. So, so I'm figuring, eh, it must have been a nice place. Just like a isolated incident. That's what they call it, right? An isolated incident. So I get there because I was hoping because one thing you do not want to see is a comedy show. And at the bottom of it, it says security enforced at a comedy show. Why do you need security at a comedy show? And not only does it say it's security at the comedy show, it said it's enforced. I'm like, dang. Not only do you have security, but you they're enforced. That we enforce these security guards. So I was like, ooh. But it didn't say security enforced. It didn't need security. It actually had security. Didn't need security because it's a comedy show. You know? It's a comedy show. Which come to find out it wasn't really a comedy show. It was comedy slash music. Which, in my opinion, if done right, I think it can work. It's a I don't know what would make a comedy slash music show. I'm one of those people. I, I don't know what what will be the format. I mean, I was talking it over with people. And they were, maybe, you know, you have music in the beginning, you know, get people all you know, nice and everything, especially if they're drinks. Because one person said, you know, with music, they don't need to have seats. You know, they can listen to the music while they're getting food and stuff like that. So I was thinking, okay, have that in the beginning. Then have your comedy show and then end it with music if people are still st still uh, there. And mm, I, like I said, I don't know. And I'm sure there's going to be some times where we are going to do, I might do a little collab and do a little comedy and music. But for right now, I'm really focusing on the comedy thing right now. Just doing comedy but hey if anybody wants to do the music thing hey i'm all for it let's see what happens i i'm i'm a type of person i like taking risk i like let's try let's let's see if this works and if it doesn't work that's all right we find out what were the mistakes and then next time we i mean then we just fix the mistakes and next time we just go out there better that's how i feel so i go to this uh tweaking tuesday with De deontay bailey I enjoyed myself. I enjoy performing in front of diff a different crowd. And when I mean by different crowd, you know, mostly black. Let's, I'm going to be honest with you, mostly black. Because I'm going to be honest, I don't perform a lot in front of a mostly black audience. 
you know, most of my audience are either mostly white or they're a little mixture. But this was mostly black crowd. And it was one of those things that, okay, this is this may be a challenge for you. But come to find out, it wasn't a challenge. I mean, I did pretty good. I actually have jokes where I where black people are relating to it. You know, sometimes you do jokes in front of white people, you know, you just do the thing with the white people, you know what I mean? And you do a joke in front of black people, and it's like, man, what are you talking about? Because black people are like that. What, what? No, we don't get it. No, what are you no, no, I don't get it. No, what's, so you got to change it up a little bit. But I do have jokes that can, you know, that can transfer over to the black crowd, I think. And I, I'm grateful for that. Uh... I enjoyed doing the comedy show. I was up there. You know, I did about, I don't know what it was, 15, maybe 10, 15. I didn't find 15 minutes. Did my thing. My, did my thing. And and what was good about it, I liked, because one of the people took a picture of me on stage. And the people in the front, there were people in the front. And they were actually paying attention. That is the greatest. You will know how great a feeling that is when you get on stage and you're talking and people are actually like listening, especially at a bar. Because, you know, when mostly bar people, they'll sit there and they're busy drinking, they're busy talking. They're really not paying attention to what the comedian is saying. But this one, the comedian, the comedians that were there, they paid attention to him. And it was it was a good show. Was it perfect? No, of course it wasn't perfect. First of all, it was the first time that he did this show. So, you know, first times, there's going to be a lot of hiccups and stuff. But the way it, it was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. The comedians seemed like they enjoyed it. You know, I mean, there was, there was one, his name was Pop Belly. That's the one I, um, that's the one that I, that I thought was pretty good. I mean, the other, Man, I ain't gonna sit here and talk. Like I say, I'm not the funny police, but I don't know. <laughs> Unicorn foot. I don't know. I, 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 I didn't. It was one comedian. I'm like, what? What the? What? What the heck? And he was he was getting booed in the back. He got booed in the back. I don't care. I'm saying it. He got booed in the back, but no one took him off the stage, even though one they got booed. But anyway, I didn't get booed. I was happy, and that's it. So that was that. So I so I came out unscathed at the Tweaking Tuesdays at Babel's. That that was it. I I was unscathed. I've I survived it. So Tuesday passes. Wednesday, I go to the Laughing Skull in Atlanta, Georgia. First time being in Atlanta. What? Yeah, this is my first. That was my first time. Going to Atlanta, not the furthest off I've done to do comedy, but I never did a show in Atlanta. And Atlanta, Atlanta's great. I love, Atlanta, Atlanta's pretty good. I got there early. I wanted to get there early because I wanted to do some things. And the one thing I wanted to do was go to the Martin Luther King you know, the National Park and the the grave site. I wanted to go there, you know, sort of, I guess you could say, pay my respects to him for what he did. I mean, just think about it. The dude believed in something. He was willing to die for it. 
how many how many people how many people you know that are willing to die for something yeah yeah that, that, that's what i thought i know a lot of people will sit there and say i would die for this person or i would die for it but if it comes down to it would they really think about it would they really i don't know i don't know my kids definitely my kids definitely <laughs> what about your wife i mean um what's the situation what what, what is the situation here man <laughs> you know what i'm saying I, I mean i'll take a risk let's put it like that you know what I'm saying? if my wife needs a kidney or something you know we compatible you know i'll do that yeah yeah my wife needed a heart <laughs> baby you a great person it's like that dl hewley joke about his mama. <laughs> All right, mama, you got to go. You're going to heaven. Quit crying. <laughs> One of those things. But my kids, yeah, whatever. I'm like John Q when it comes to my kids. I got that out there. Oh, so, I mean, so I went to the MLK thing, saw where he lived, saw the Ebenezer Church. I saw the place where he used to, what it was like a radio station on top, of, and he used to be, it was, he used to have an office on, I think the first floor, and the radio station was on the second floor, or was it the second floor, and then the radio station on the third floor, I think he was on the first floor, radio station on the second floor, and the radio station used to bring the microphone down, pull <laughs> from the window, and he'll grab the mic, and he'll say a sermon, and I'm just reading this stuff, and I mean, Getting a little choked up. Getting a little choked up. I mean, a man that's had those principles and was willing to die for them. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't beat that. I mean, it's got that respect. And then you go to the museum and you see like the shoes and the suits he wore, and it was one of those things. Like you can tell he didn't do it for money. He did all that, and you could see his shoes. His shoes were, I wouldn't say beat up, but they were worn, I guess, from all that marching. He didn't have anything fancy. I mean, even at the funeral, Mrs. Scott King, her, they, you still have, you can see the lipstick on her veil from the funeral. I was like, wow. And and then I just imagine, can you imagine all these other people, these people now who act like they're so civil rights and all this thing. What if they, what, what outfits would they see? Would you see, you know, all these, all these uh, preachers, all these Black Lives Matter people. Walking around with their suits on and stuff like that. You know, I wonder how much their suits cost. I'll sit there, I'll say something like T.D. Jakes. You know, all these, all these, these here are heroes and stuff we supposed to have. What, what would their outfits be? It wouldn't be no off the rack stuff, I bet. They'd be sitting there wearing all their, you know, whatever gold chains and gucci wear and 
all these, what, Armani suits or whatever suits are in now. Nah, they be they wouldn't be wearing off the rack from JCPenney. <laughs> but yet, the greatest hero, one of the greatest heroes of all time, Martin Luther King, that's what he did. Because it wasn't about money, it was about rights, our civil rights. It wasn't about being fancy. So, I mean, chill with that because, you know, I might get, you know, get, <clears throat> choked up, you know what I'm saying? A little choked up. But I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So I go there and I and I do that. And then I go to the Laughing Skull to do a guest spot. Well, it's not a guest spot. It's an open mic. It was an open mic. It wasn't a guest spot. It was an open mic. So I get there. And, you know, I get there early. They got fried pickles. I'm a sucker for fried pickles now. I mean, it seems like everywhere I go, I check to see if they got fried pickles. I don't know what it is about fried pickles, but I am on that fried pickle tip. I mean, I go to be, yo, y'all got fried pickles? Yeah, we got fried pickles. Let me get an order of fried pickles. And I'll just have that. I might just have some fried pickles and order of fries. Maybe. Or I'll just sit there and eat fried pickles for dinner or whatever. I don't know. Something about fried pickles, man. I just love fried pickles. So I'm sitting there eating some fried pickles. You know, and um, I'm a very, I don't, I don't know how I can put this, but I, I consider myself a nice person. You know, I know there are probably some people right now, oh, he's nice. <laughs> but I consider myself a nice person. I consider a person... If you look at me, I seem like a person that's like easy to talk to. I don't BS around. I'll tell you how I feel and things like that. And I don't know. People are just kind of like drawn to me. I'm going to be honest. You know, so I sat there and had a conversation with someone that I, I didn't know. I offered I offered them some fried pickles. <laughs> nah, we don't. They didn't want any. I don't want any fried pickles. So I'm sitting there minding my business. Waiting for the time, eating my fried pickles, drinking my amaretta and sour, and then all of a sudden strikes up a conversation. Strike, strike up a conversation. So I'm like, all right, and he started talking, and so bam, I got a friend in Atlanta. Yay! I made a friend in Atlanta. Excited about that. So, the show is about to start. Laughing Skull is one of those places where it truly feels like you're about to do a comedy show. They got a nice little crowd. They got a little backstage for the comedians to come out. They got, you can get your videotaped, your uh, routine. And you darn all, and you doggone right. I, I got me a little tape. I got my little five-minute tape professionally done. Looking good. I'm like, dang, this is good as heck. The crowd, it wasn't too much. Somehow, I guess they muffed the laughter that they you can actually hear me. And, you know, you still hear the crowd laughing because, yo, I was funny. I ain't going to sit here and sit here and brag and be like, yo, I know... I'm not the funniest person in the world. I don't care to be the funniest person in the world. But, yo, 
I was I was on. I was on at the Laughing Skull. I enjoyed myself. The comedians enjoyed it. The freaking owners enjoyed it. The crowd enjoyed it. Woo! It was a good show. Uh, and the comedians were fire. The comedians were fire. There was I if I want to be honest, there was just there was see, I was I was put at 14 so there had to be maybe 18 19 comedians that night and only one i thought you shouldn't be on stage and this is an open mic you know me open mics i'm like i I mean they're just you know they're trying out new stuff and you can just tell when somebody's funny and they're just trying out new stuff. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. But it was just one. Then no, you're not. No, that no, no that's no. You should no. You 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 you're an you be open micing forever. I, I think you know. And that's me talking, cause you know me, man. I pretty much laugh at anything. I am that type of person, man. I'll laugh at you. I mean, it, it, for me not to laugh, it's got to be maybe very offensive and or just nasty. I don't like nasty jokes. Just disgust. Just, I don't like shock jock comedy. I guess that's what they, they called it back then. They called it shock jock comedy. You know, I'm not too much of that into that dark humor. I'm not into that either. But, you know, I can understand the funniness in dark humor. But when you're just just being shocking and just saying stuff to make people go, <gasps> if people are doing, <gasps> what? Eh, uh-uh. What? If they're doing that more than they laughing, then you're not doing comedy, man. But some people want to do that because, you know, let's be honest, they're not funny. Period. They're just not funny. And they got to do, do stuff like do nasty stuff or being a shock comedy. Or they got to be all up in your face so you'll laugh. You know, some people got to do that. But, anyhow, Atlanta was great. I love Atlanta. I hope to come, I hope I can come back. I hope, you know how some, some people are. They're like, oh, you're great, man. Send me a tape and we'll see what we can do and blah, blah, blah. And, and I just hope it's not one of those things that they'll they just say that and then I'm forgotten, which it seems like I'm not because I did. They did want some more information about me, you know, after the show, and then I tech and then I sent them a, a message and they send it, you know, right back within the day. So they must be. So it seems like they are interested in what I'm what I'm doing. So I'm I'm ready. I'm hyped for it, and I just hope that uh. I'd be able to do a look, a showcase, or maybe a guest spot there at, at the Laughing Skull, because I I do not mind traveling down there and and doing that. I mean, I was so hyped. It, I stayed in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. It's like a three, a little over a three and a half hour drive to Atlanta, and so I drove down there, did the show, and I drove right back to Asheville. I was so hyped for that show. I did so well and. I just, I was too hyped, man. I was like, oh, I can't. I was thinking about maybe just staying in Atlanta, but I was like, nah, man, I'm just, I'm too hyped. I'm too hyped. So I got in my car and drove to Asheville, three and a half hours to Asheville to uh, 
after the show. That's just just hype. And plus, I love driving, so it really wasn't a big bother to me, man. I, I've drive. I've I'll drive hours. I, people know I drive hours to just do an open mic, a little three four minute open mic. That's the type of person I am, cause you know, I just love comedy. I love making people laugh, and th- there you have it. So, so we so we went from it's Knox Knoxville, Tennessee was at Babel's was Babel's. Then I go to Atlanta the next day and do the Laughing Skull. Wednesday, Thursday. I know you're wondering why am I in Asheville, North Carolina? Well, the reason I'm in Asheville, North Carolina is because it's it was where I was doing all the shows. It was like the middle, the centerpiece of doing all the shows, whether it be Atlanta, Knoxville, Johnson City, Asheville. So I'm in Asheville and I do a show for the Slice of Life comedy. And the first thing I noticed, I mean, it's in a, it's a, it's a, in a piece of place. And the first thing that I notice is this big giant screen with the slice of comedy, you know, logo on it. And I'm like, man, this is pretty cool. I've never been able, and I was thinking that, are they going to have me on a big screen or something? No, no, I wasn't on a big screen. It just had the slice of life comedy logo. That was it. That was it. And it was very interesting. And this is when, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put the little brag on me. I'm going to do a little little brag, a little brag. I walk in and I say, hey, I am L.A. Preston. And the owner, the person who does the open mic and does all the shows there in Asheville, her name is Michelle. And she goes, yeah, I know you. I like uh I'm think uh, no you don't. You don't know me. This is my I said this is my first time in Asheville, North Carolina. I don't think you you know me. He's like, "No, no. It's not I've heard of you. There's been comedians talking about you." I'm like, "Hmm. Really? Yeah. I mean, you you've been talked about around here." And I was like, "Wow." I and I told her straight up, "Hey, well, Whoever these comedians are that's been talking about me, and I guess gassing me up, thank you. I appreciate it. I really do, because that that feels good. That feels real good when you actually go somewhere, and they're like, yeah, I know you. Or, yeah, oh, glad to, make, glad to meet you. <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm L.A. Preston, yeah, I know. Wow. Wow. And this is my first time here in Asheville, North Carolina. So it felt good. Okay. I'm going to be honest. It felt good. I'm, I'm be honest. I know a lot of y'all be like, oh, yeah, big damn. I don't care. It felt good to me. And I'm just, and then I go up there and I do my thing there too. Worked it. Worked Asheville. And I, and I like Asheville. I'll tell you why. It seems like. If you're from Asheville and you're a comedian, they will support you. Michelle has this radio station where they play uh, local artist music. 
And they will play snippet, snippets, snippets, is that what it is? Snippets of comedy routines at their radio station in Asheville. And I'm, I'm like, wow, that's what they do for their city. And here I am in the Noak, and I'm like, we don't have that. It would be nice if we can all just get together and just do something like that. Local artists. I mean, we've got so many musicians. we got so many rappers, singers, comedians doing all kind of stuff. How come someone can't just get together and have have a, a Roanoke station where it's, they play nothing but local artists and comedy snippets? Sort of like uh, just anything, like serious, like serious radio. They have things like that, especially with the comedy. Little snippets of other comedians doing their jokes. It's like, well, why we can't have that? <laughs> well, that's a story for another day. But I really enjoyed Asheville just for that. It seemed like they were all to, they were a tight-knit family. And I was the, uh, I don't know what I was, because it seemed like no one acknowledged me. No one, only person that acknowledged me was Michelle, which that's who you want to acknowledge you. You want the owner, the person, that person acknowledged me. The comedians, they didn't like, hey, how you doing? And you're new and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't know if it's because it was Asheville and they're that tight knit uh, group. And they just didn't. I don't know if they felt like I was a threat or whatever, which I'm not. I'm never a threat. You know, I just I just want to perform, man. That's that's it. Just give me just give me a microphone and I will perform. That's all I want to do, man. Ain't nobody I ain't gonna be sitting here talking about I'm taking over Asheville. I'm taking over Atlanta. I'm taking over Knoxville. You know, I ain't I I'm taking over the Noke. No, that ain't that ain't me. I just wanna perform. That's it. Just 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 tell me when and where you want me to perform, and I'll be there. Sometimes. It, it, it depends. I, uh, okay, not for everyone. Okay, not for everyone. Uh, but for, for, for most people, let's, I will do that. Uh, so, Asheville, pretty cool. It's Friday, I got nothing to do. I didn't have anything planned on Friday, so I go to the casino Cause you know I, I I love to gamble, man. I love gambling. Unfortunately, they well I went to the Cherokee one, and I think they had poker. But I was busy. I was playing blackjack. I blackjack's my game, man. That's the easiest. That's the if you're gonna win money, that's the best game to play. Cause that that has the least house edge is blackjack. Or if you want to go, go play craps. That's what I do. I play blackjack and craps. I play craps because I like the camaraderie that people have. People sitting there, good roll. Oh, man, it's messed up. Oh, it's, it seems like whatever you roll, it doesn't matter because you got people betting on you to crap out. You got people betting on you that you'll hit, you know, the on, no, the, the eight or whatever. When you first start off, you want to hit them sevens and elevens. You know, you got people cheering for you for that. You even have people cheering for you not to hit the 7-Elevens. want you to crap out. So, whatever you roll, some people are going to be happy. Some people aren't. 
But for the most part, most people are happy, and maybe one or two aren't because you know they they tell about you're gonna crap out. You know what I'm saying? But who cares about those people? I'm here about I'm here for the people that wants me to get them Seven Elevens at the beginning. Clack clack. And I'm it's pretty good roll, pretty good roll. Uh, first, I I don't believe in all that. You know. Don't give me the don't give me the dice when it's a seven or what all oh, that you know. Don't say eleven. Say your eleven. Yeah. I don't believe in all that 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 crap. Just give me the dice and I'll roll. But I did do the Kobe the Kobe roll. You know what I'm saying? I had one dice on two, one dice on four. Ha! Let it ride. Doing the Kobe. So I did do that a couple of times. It worked. One time it didn't work. I just crapped out. <laughs> one time, one time I just crapped out. I was like, "Oh man, that was that was that was a bad roll." But you know, I was rolling two, three other times very well. So, you know, I, you know, I, 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 know, I'm allowed one bad roll, right? One bad roll. So I was just gambling that Friday, just gambling. So I get done gambling. Lost money, big deal. You know, I mean, if you expect to win gambling, then especially when the house has the edge, I was all you're going to lose some money. As long as, you, as long as you go in there with the idea, you're only going to lose what you can afford. And that's what I did. I lost what I can afford. I, know I still had money in my pocket. You know, I still was able to eat. You know, this is my play money. This is play money. Hey, I'm doing, shoot, all this is pretty much for nothing. All these guest spots and open mics I was doing, it was just, you know, it wasn't like I was making money and spending the money after hotel rooms and stuff like that. Shoot, you're not making any money. But that's not about making money. It's about getting your name out there and about meeting people, man. And seeing if your comedy works outside of where you're from. Because I know there are some comedians right now that are doing shows outside of their comfort zone and... They are feeling, wow, it is definitely different than doing shows where you're in your hometown. Let's put it like that. It's di uh, a big difference. So, and I was feeling it. I was like, I, I did pretty good, man. I I I'm glad that my comedy, my comedy can transfer over to other states and other cities. And I felt that confidence when I went to Vegas in February. I was like, wow, I'm in Vegas and this and I am this is what's going on in Vegas. I'm I'm just just funny, just people laughing all over. Got got a lady once do an interview with me. I'm like, what? Do an interview you wanna interview me? I did that good that you wanna interview me? Sure, I mean I'll do an interview with you. I mean it's it was crazy, Vegas. So I was like, yo, if I can do that in Vegas, let me go and see if I can do it on other in other places. And of course, I did that back when I first started doing comedy like 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. You know, I, I my comedy that I was doing now, yeah, it can transfer over. But now this is new stuff for me. Can this new stuff, can this new generation... Can I still make this generation laugh? Do I still have the comedy? Can I still think of jokes that will still make the people laugh even in this day and age after 25 years? And I think I'm, I've been doing pretty good. 
or pretty well, however you want to say it. So, Asheville's done. Friday, I went to the casino. Saturday, I go to Johnson City, Tennessee, place called the Wallace Theater. And I put on my Facebook page, all it took was three minutes. For three minutes, man, I mean, to have a crowd just laugh for three minutes straight. Just bam, bam with the jokes. For after the show, the owner, Chris Maloney, hey, give me your contact information. I want you to do a showcase with us. I want you to come back, please. Well, I don't know if he said please. I'm, I, don't, I don't think he said please. I'm just adding that. But anyway, come back. Text him. The next, a couple of days, you know, after I get back from vacation. Well, not vacation. After I get back from my tour. <laughs> my tour. After I get back from my tour. Whatever. Um, I, uh, I think it was that Monday. I sent him an email. Comes right back. I'll be in touch. Because he's, he said he does things monthly. Like, you know how some, some people who book comedy shows, they, they want to book two, three, four, five, six months in advance. So, but Chris, he does it his own way. He's like, he does it monthly. But there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you can get the comedians to do it, that's cool. And what's cool about that, there was another comedian that was at the Asheville show that was actually at the Wallace Theater show, a guy named Mario. And he was like, yo, man, you're funny. That Thursday, that that Abraham Lincoln. And that's all I had. That Abraham Lincoln joke. That was funny. He wanted me to do the Abraham Lincoln joke. I was like, well, I'm not on stage. But, you know, I still did it. reason why I did it, because I want to do something different with that joke. So I did something different with that joke. He's like, yo, that's the joke, man. That was fun. I was like, wow. So, so the people in Nashville were actually paying attention to me doing my comedy. That's what I thought to myself. Oh, so y'all weren't paying attention. It wasn't one of those, oh, he's from out of town. Let's not listen to this guy. Oh, he's not one of us. <laughs> and it's great, man, because not only did they do uh, comedy at the Wallace Theater, they also do improv, which, of course, I do improv as well. You know, Big Lit Conspiracy. Hey, hey, hey. And I thought to myself, I was like, maybe I should do do some improv too. Now it's like, nah, you know what? Nah, man, you, you, you're doing too much. Do your your comedy thing work well. Don't, don't, don't get a big head. Don't get your your don't get your ego swollen. Because if you try to do too much, I mean, you're gonna, because I like I said, I only been doing improv for a year. Okay, so don't. Don't think you got a big head. It's like, yo, I'm going to do this improv, too. You think you're impressed with this comedy? Wait till they do this improv. And then I suck at improv. And they're like, oh, maybe he's not as good as we thought he was. And then that's, you know, so I was like, nah, you know, we'll chill out on the uh, improv. We'll just do this comedy. So, boom. And, man, it was great. It was great. I had a great time doing 
all four shows. All four shows were different. All four shows just show that I can I can actually do this thing. I can do this comedy thing, man. I still I believe I still got it that I can still do it even in this climate, even in this generation. I can still go out there and make people laugh. And oh, it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And that that's pretty much it. Sunday I gambled some more. I went to the uh, Bristol Casino. Won me some money there. Woo! I was playing this game. I've never played Mississippi Stud. And I was I was hitting three of a kind straights. Did I hit a, I don't think I hit a flip, but I just kept hitting them. That's that's what it is. You kept hit I kept hitting them. I was like, man, this I hope. It was some good money. Let's put it like that. I've made up the money that I lost at, at Cherokee Casino on Friday. I made it up on th that Sunday at Bristol. So, and that and this and that's pretty much it, man. That's pretty much what happened uh, at my uh, my little I don't know mini tour. <laughs> I mean, three states: North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia. Yep, three states. In less than a week, and then uh, that the following week, I did my shows in Rocky Mount, Virginia, and Bedford, Virginia, which I will talk about on the next episode. Yeah, I will talk about that on the next episode. And if I mean, it's it's just been great. It's this this comedy thing has just been great, and hopefully. It will be continued to, I will continue to just have success being a comedian because I really do enjoy it. Well, that's going to do it for my podcast for this, this episode, the ninth dollar. Next one to be the $10, baby, the, the Hamilton. I'd like to thank everyone for watching, well, not watching, listening to my podcast. And I will see y'all here next time. Hopefully I'll have it. I'll say I, I'm going to start, I keep telling myself, do it every Sunday. Every Sunday, do your podcast. You're not doing anything. But, you know, sometimes I might want to go to an open mic on Sunday. But we'll work something out. We'll work something out and have it done, you know, by the, by the weekend. Let's put it like that. So thank all y'all for listening. I will see y'all next time. Until then, cash out.